Alright folks, welcome back. I am recording this on Labor Day. We are kind of through the draft season. Uh, most drafts are probably done as of yesterday or if not yesterday by today and we've got the season kicking off on Thursday night and in anticipation of the upcoming season I wanted to do a quick hitting podcast with our bold predictions for the 2021 fantasy football season. We've already got an article up about this on HailMaryFootball.com but I know that a lot of our fans uh, prefer to have the podcast format, so we're going to discuss those bold predictions on this podcast as well. Uh, really what I want to emphasize with the bold predictions piece is I'm not saying that these things are going to happen, but it's certainly a way for me to highlight players that I feel a little better about than the consensus, uh, and certainly these are outcomes that could happen if everything breaks right. So these are players that uh, you can target with your trades, uh, assuming that you've already drafted, or if you haven't drafted, players to target in your draft because there are still a few more days until the season starts. So we're going to kick this off with uh, 12 bold predictions for the 2021 season. And starting off with number one, I believe that Najee Harris is going to have more fantasy points this season than Saquon Barkley. Here's why it could happen. Barkley is recovering from a very, very severe knee injury. He had damage to more than just his ACL. I am of the belief, based on what we've seen with players suffering ACL injuries in the past, that he is not going to be back to his old self until midseason, if ever. Harris, on the other hand, has the young, fresh legs. He's primed for a three-down workload for a team that is historically known for running the ball and having a singular bell cow back. If he can stay healthy, I think Harris is a lock for 325-plus carries plus a healthy workload in the receiving game. I'm thinking somewhere around 60 to 70 targets. I will take the healthy player with an assumed heavy workload over an unhealthy player with the assumed heavy workload. The things that we've heard even leading up to the games this week is that even though Barkley is expected to play, he's not going to play his full complement of snaps. I think that he's a dangerous pick at his ADP. I've been drafting Harris over Barkley throughout the summer and here into the early fall. Harris is the better pick for 2021. Bold prediction number two. The most fantasy-relevant pass catcher in New York will be Elijah Moore. Why this could happen? All right, first, let's start with the other New York team, the, the Giants. Free agent Kenny Galladay is hurt again. Evan Ingram has really been a bust since his rookie year, and Sterling Shepard can never stay healthy. I don't believe in Kadarius Toney because he hasn't been able to get on the field. Darius Slayton is just meh. As for the Jets, Jamison Crowder is being phased out of the offense, Keelan Cole isn't anything special, and free agent signee Corey Davis has never lived up to his draft pedigree. Elijah Moore was gangrene's second-round pick this year, and he has been the talk of Jets camp. Some beat writers have gone so far as to call him the best player, not the best rookie, the best player on the team. Moore was tremendously productive in college, and his immense talent is already translating to the NFL. Based on recent reports, he seems to have a chip on his shoulder, and he's also got the desire to be great. He's a great bet in the later rounds of your fantasy draft. He's probably a free agent in a lot of your leagues, and if not, you can probably get him for cheap from the owner. Bold prediction number three. Cowboys wide receivers Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb will both finish the season as top 12 wide receivers. Why could this happen? 
Well, it's really not all that uncommon for a pair of teammates to finish in the top 12 together. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley have done it. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Those are all recent examples. So why not Cooper and Lamb? They're both being drafted close to the top 12 anyway, and everybody's going gaga over Dak Prescott's four-game sample from last year. No, Dak's not going to keep up that sort of pace throughout an entire season, but he's still a very good quarterback playing behind an elite offensive line, and there's no reason he can't have a monster passing season. If he orchestrates a high-flying attack like we all expect, Cooper and Lamb should be the primary beneficiaries. Bold prediction number four. Kenyon Drake will have more fantasy points than teammate Josh Jacobs. I feel a little dirty about this because I've long been a Kenyon Drake basher, and now I'm on the Kenyon Drake bus. Here's why it could happen. Follow the money. Drake signed a two-year deal with the Raiders in March for $14.5 million and $11 million guaranteed. That's more than they have invested in Josh Jacobs, even though he's a former first-round pick, as his contract only calls for $1.6 million in cash this year and $2.1 million next year. It is really rare for NFL teams to spend big on running backs in free agency these days, so we've got to pay attention when they do. It sends us a signal as to their plans. Kenyon Drake, at a minimum, should be the team's passing down back, but he's got the potential for a much larger role. He is going to be much more than just the passing down back because he got much, much more than passing down back money. Bold prediction number five, Deshaun Watson will play in at least 12 games. Why could this happen? Most importantly, because Watson has not been criminally indicted. All of his legal issues are civil suits, and the most recent news is that one of his accusers was texting him the day after one of the alleged assaults, asking when they could meet up again for another massage. That certainly casts doubt on the veracity of her allegations against him. Furthermore, Watson has not yet been placed on the commissioner's exempt list. He is on the Texans' active roster. That suggests that he could escape this entire fiasco without missing any games at all. I'm hedging my bets a little here by predicting he'll play in at least 12 games, although it could be more than that, and it probably won't be in Houston. They seem intent on trading him, and Philadelphia seems like the likeliest landing spot. Downgrade Jalen Hurts accordingly. Although, to be honest, I'd love to see him in Denver. Bold prediction number six. DeAndre Swift will finish among the top three running backs in receptions. Why it could happen. Swift's pass-catching ability is his calling card. I don't buy into all this Jamal Williams is taking away the passing game work nonsense. Anthony Lynn says that Williams is his A-back, which in the Lynn offense is the two-down banger. Think Joshua Kelly from last year. Swift is going to get as much work as he can handle. I do have some mild concerns that Jared Goff has an extremely poor track record targeting the running back, but I'm willing to overlook that because I do think he's smart enough to realize pretty quickly that Swift is the best pass catcher at his disposal. Do you want to rely on Tyrell Williams? Do you want to rely on TJ Hawkinson? Swift is your best option. Bold prediction number seven. Calvin Ridley will finish the year as the wide receiver one. Here's why this could happen. Ridley was at his best last year when Julio Jones missed time. He put up his best stat lines 
when Julio was out or nursing some type of injury. Overall, Ridley managed a season with 90 receptions, 9 touchdowns, and nearly 1,400 yards. With Julio now in Tennessee, I see no reason why Ridley can't improve on last season's stats now that he's the clear-cut alpha for the entire season. Bold prediction number 8. Miles Gaskin will finish outside the top 36 running backs. Here's why it could happen. Gaskin just isn't a special talent. I've beat the drum on this many times on this show, many times on the site. Furthermore, the team seems intent on using a plethora of other backs, including Malcolm Brown and Savan Ahmed. I just don't understand why people are getting so excited for Gaskin. This guy didn't have a single 100-yard rushing game last year, and he had only five total touchdowns. You know who else had five total touchdowns last year? Malcolm Brown. Bold prediction number nine. Julio Jones will finish outside the top 24 receivers. Here's why it could happen. The rumors are already cropping up about Jones suffering through lower leg injuries in training camp. That's the sort of thing that could linger well into the regular season and cause him to miss games. If you're wagering your season on an aging receiver with a history of lower leg injuries and who's got a present lower leg injury right now, it's probably going to blow up in your face more often than not. I hate betting on injuries, but I love betting against players who are getting older. Okay, This guy is definitely on the wrong side of 30, and I would much rather be a year too early than a year too late in jumping off the Julio Jones bandwagon. Bold prediction number 10. Jerry Judy will finish as a top 15 wide receiver, and so will Brandon Cooks. Here's why it could happen. Judy is a former first-round pick whose calling card is his route running. That's a skill that almost always leads to production in the NFL. He had a very promising rookie year, and he should be able to build on that with Cortland Sutton returning to take some of the defensive attention off of him. There were rumors earlier in the season that Aaron Rodgers was destined for Denver. Obviously, that didn't happen. But if Aaron Rodgers were Denver's quarterback, would there be any doubt that Judy would be seen as a top 15 wide receiver? Absolutely not. So why can't he finish that highly with Teddy Bridgewater under center? I get it. Bridgewater isn't Aaron Rodgers, not even close. But he's got a demonstrated track record of being able to support fantasy-relevant wide receivers. Both Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore were 1,000-yard receivers last year, and Judy is a better talent than both of those guys. As for Brandon Cooks, the argument for him to make it into the top 15 is all about volume. We've seen him as a top 15 wide receiver in the past and not that long ago. In his seven seasons in the league, he has five 1,000-yard campaigns. Regardless of who's under center for the Texans, this should likely be the sixth, as he is the only real pass-catching threat in Houston. Bold prediction number 11. Derrick Henry will not finish as a running back one this year. Here's why it could happen. His workload has been insane over the last two seasons. 386 carries in 2019. 396 carries in 2020. Having 400-plus touches in back-to-back seasons makes him a prime injury risk, and adding in a 17th game this year is not going to help matters. He's a guy that has to get heavy volume in the run game to remain fantasy relevant, as he contributes next to nothing through the air. 
any little bit of regression in his rushing stats could easily knock him out of the running back one conversation. I am not willing to build my team around this guy. There is just too much risk. Our final bold prediction of the year, bold prediction number 12, Tua Tagovailoa will end the year as a quarterback one. Here's why it could happen. It wasn't all that long ago, the start of the 2019 college football season, in fact, when Tagovailoa was seen as the crown jewel of this draft class, excuse me, of his draft class. Remember the tank for Tua hashtag that was dominating social media? He was seen as the guy. The public's perception of him diminished considerably following that hip injury during the 2019 college football season, and he was still working his way back from that injury last year. But coming into 2021, he should be 100% healthy. The Dolphins have tailored that offense to his strengths and surrounded him with weapons who can get deep. Will Fuller, Jalen Waddell. Tagovailoa could very well be this year's version of 2020 Josh Allen or 2019 Lamar Jackson, the guy who's not being drafted as a starter but who winds up being the top quarterback in fantasy. I think it's really smart to take him with the last pick of a fantasy draft, or if you've already drafted, just pluck him off waivers. Drop whoever that last roster spot is, okay? Because this is a guy that can be the lottery ticket that propels your team to a title. If after a few weeks he doesn't pan out, cut him. But we should know sooner rather than later whether lightning is going to strike with Tagovailoa.